Good morning. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and this is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Listeners, we all have desires and hopes for life, but our plans aren't always God's will. And the things we see others experiencing may not be what he has in store for us. We must be careful not to compare ourselves with anyone else because that leads to envy and jealousy. In appointing Saul as Israel's first king, the Lord gave him power and authority over the nation. However, when Saul heard women attributing greater praise to David than to him, he became envious and suspicious. He began to fear that he'd lose the kingdom to David, and eventually his jealousy led to that very outcome. Perhaps this seems like an extreme example, yet there may be jealousy hiding in your own heart. Ask yourself if anyone's material, physical, or relational success is stirring up anger, discontent, or anxiety within you. These emotions are often an indicator of a jealous mindset. There is a fallacy in this kind of thinking. We assume that getting what we want will make us happy. But contentment doesn't come from having your own way. Rather, it comes from learning to accept whatever God gives as his best. He alone sees beneath the surface and gives us what we need for our spiritual well-being. What might start as a minor comparison between our own life and someone else's can all too easily escalate out of control. Envy is like a snowball that grows larger and larger and its consequences can be spiritually devastating. Jealousy fills the heart with discontent, anxiety, and bitterness, distorting our thoughts until it's nearly impossible to keep God's plan in view. Our focus gets fixed on what we don't have, which takes us down the crippling path of resentment toward others who have the desired object or trait. What's more, jealousy dishonors the Lord and is in fact sinful. James says it's demonic in origin, causing disorder and leading to all kinds of evil. And Paul lists it as one of the deeds of the flesh. The attitude amounts to finding fault with God, essentially claiming that we deserve what someone else has and accusing him of withholding the better blessing. You have to read Galatians chapter 5, chapter 3, and James. If you find evidence of jealousy in your life, follow the steps in James chapter 4, which says submit to God, resist the devil, confess it as sin, and turn away from the temptation of 
comparison. Focus on God's goodness and trust that his plan is the best for your life. Amen. Amen. Advent, the beauty of joy. Biblical joy is different than what we may think. It's more than a simple emotion or a sense of overall cheerfulness. Joy in Christ isn't isn't dependent upon our situation or mood. It flows from our connection with the Lord and transcends over our circumstances. Because of all that he has done and because because he continues to do it, we can rejoice in him no matter what happens. In Advent, Christ is the reason that we wait with great expectation. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 tells us that on the cross, he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins. So as Christmas draws near, take heart. The one who is and who was and who is to come is near. Amen. Don't let anything stand in the way of you experiencing the fullness of the joy of Christ. The Holy Spirit will help you recognize any obstacles and give you the grace to overcome them. Amen. Stay right there. In Touch Magazine scores again. He is indeed the Lord of our life, and the word Lord should not be used carelessly. It's unacceptable to speak of Jesus as Lord in our conversations and in our prayers, but then to contradict the claim by defying his will and his word. A lot of believers probably think the statement doesn't apply to them, But we should all realize resistance can be subtle, perhaps by qualifying our obedience with conditions like, I'll follow the Lord if, or I want to do what is right, but. When Jesus is identified as Lord in the scriptures, it signifies that he is the sovereign ruler over life and all creation. When we assert that he's our Lord, we are claiming that he is our Savior and Master, which means we submit to him in all things. If we attest to this verbally, but don't actually do what Jesus says, then we are not really serving him. None of us can obey Christ perfectly, but once we're born again, 
Submitting to him should be our heart's desire and our practice. After all, he purchased us with his precious blood and now rules over us for our good. So though we may be struggling at times, our lives should be characterized by obedience to the Lord because we are his. There is a way to eternal life. Belief that eternal life can be earned and be qualified by keeping God's commandments is true. But when Jesus challenged us to give up our wealth, we would probably walk away. That directive is not the way to eternal life, but it reveals the true condition of our unrighteous heart. Listeners, the devil continually promotes the false idea that we can make ourselves acceptable in God's eyes. And just like a rich man Many believe that the Lord will accept them because they have done only good deeds. In thinking this way, they have established their own standard of acceptability while ignoring the only standard that matters, and that's God's. The disciples found it surprising that entering God's kingdom is hard for the well-off. They asked, then who can be saved, Lord? And Jesus answered, With people it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. Every person is born a sinner worthy of eternal condemnation, and nothing we will do will pay for our sin debt. Only through faith in Christ, who died in our place, can we be made acceptable to God. Listeners, consider what an amazing blessing it is that through him our sins are forgiven and we will receive life everlasting. Amen. You know that Jesus was crucified between two criminals. And just hours before their deaths, something absolutely glorious occurred for one of them. He was forgiven and redeemed right in front of the mocking crowd who rejected Jesus as the Messiah. The outlaw's name was written in the Lamb's book of life right then, and heaven rejoiced. There is evidence that this last minute conversion was real. Number one, change in behavior. At first, both criminals hurled insults and blasphemy 
blasphemies against Jesus. In a total turnaround, one of them later chastised the other man for his words. Second, admission of guilt. Then the penitent convict publicly acknowledged that he was being justly punished for his wicked deeds and asked for forgiveness. Thirdly, expression of faith in the Lord. The man said directly to Jesus, please remember me when you come into your kingdom. In this way, he acknowledged that the Lord was in fact king, as was stated in the inscription above the cross. And Jesus answered him saying, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Every single one of us is just a heartbeat away from dying. Let this sobering thought propel you to examine your life. Please prepare yourself to face death and eternity. And you know what you need to do. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be right back. I know you're involved now. I know that you're part of this mission. Continue to join us. And now prayers to start your day. James chapter four, verse seven. So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. This world is God's creation and it contains the wonderful fruits of his handiwork. But the world also contains countless opportunities to stray from God's will. Temptations are everywhere and the devil never takes a day off. Our task as believers is to turn away from temptation and to place our lives squarely in the center of God's will. In his letter to Jewish Christians, Peter offered a stern warning. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. What was true in the New Testament times is equally true in our times. Evil is indeed abroad in the world and the devil continues to sow the seeds of destruction far and wide. As Christians listeners, we must guard our hearts by earnestly wrapping ourselves in the protection of God's holy word. And when we do, we are indeed protected. Measure your growth in grace by your sensitivity to sin. Pray with me. Dear Lord, because you have given your children free will 
The world is a place where evil threatens our lives and our souls. Protect us, Father, from the evils and temptations of this difficult age. Help us to trust you, Father, and to obey your word, knowing that your ultimate victory over evil is both inevitable and complete. Amen. God's word warns us about dangerous, destructive state of mind, envy. Envy is an emotional poison. It poisons the mind and hardens the heart. If we are to experience the abundant lives that Christ has promised us, we must be on guard against envious thoughts. Jealousy breeds discontent. Discontent breeds unhappiness and unhappiness robs us of the peace that might otherwise be ours. So if the sin of envy has invaded your heart, ask God to heal you. When you ask sincerely and when he responds, you will regain the peace that can only be found through him. Pray with me, dear Lord, deliver me from the needless pain of envy. You have given me countless blessings. Let me be thankful for the gifts I have received and let me never be resentful of the gifts that you have given to others. Amen. And we are to say no to anger. Sometimes anger is appropriate. Even Jesus became angry when confronted with the money changers in the temple. On occasion, you, like Jesus, will confront evil. And when you do, you may respond as he did, vigorously and without reservation. But more often than not, your frustration will be of a more mundane variety. As long as you live here on earth, you will face countless opportunities to lose your temper over small, relatively insignificant events. Raising my hand, raising my hand. Traffic jam, a spilled cup of coffee, an inconsiderate comment, a broken promise. When you are tempted to lose your temper over minor inconveniences of life, don't. Turn away from anger. Turn away from hatred. Reject bitterness. Reject regret. Turn instead to God. Pray with me. Dear Lord, help me to turn away from angry thoughts. Help me, Lord, always to use Jesus as my guide for life and let me trust his promises today and forever. Amen. Celebrate life every day. Psalm 100 reminds us that we should shout to the Lord all the earth, serve the Lord with joy, Come before him with singing 
as God's children listeners. We are blessed beyond measure. But sometimes as busy people living in a demanding world, we are slow to count our gifts and even slower to give thanks to the giver. Our blessings include life and health, family and friends, freedom and possessions, and that's just for starters. The gifts we receive from God are multiplied when we share them. The 118th Psalm reminds us that each day is a gift from the Creator, and it is our responsibility to celebrate both the gift and the giver. So with further ado, let the celebration begin. Alleluia. Pray with me. Dear Lord, help us remember that every day is a cause for celebration. And today, Lord, we will try our very best to keep joy in our hearts. We will celebrate the life that you had, that you have given us here on earth and the eternal life that will be ours in heaven. Amen. Gaze up to heaven. Clasp your hands together and pray with me. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind. Thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, Though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand. You know what's best for me. I have failed you many times, I know. But when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, Dear God, I've tried my best. Bye for now.